Welcome to Twisted Tales of Madness and Murder Presents Night Shift. In this tale, we find Josh in his mid-twenties, wearing a blue security uniform, covered with a large coat and carrying a plastic bag, sprints across an empty courtyard in the middle of the night toward the front doors of a large building. He grabs onto the door handles, but finds them locked. Shit. Josh, annoyed, pulls on the doors, rattling them. Come on, man. I can't be late on my first night. Oh, this can't be happening. Josh looks in through the doors and then knocks on the glass. Hello? Can anyone hear me? Josh, frustrated, looks at his watch, then knocks on the glass again. Hello? Is anyone there? Josh takes a couple steps back and looks up at the window of the building, hoping to see somebody, but he finds nothing. Just great. Josh pulls out his phone and is about to dial when he glances up at the front doors, finding Randy in his 50s, wearing a similar uniform, standing, staring at him. Hey, what's your problem? Can I help you with something? Josh quickly steps up to the doors. I'm, I'm really sorry for being late. My, my damn car broke down over on Dickerson Street. I'm, I'm supposed to start tonight. Randy stares at Josh. Is that so? The funny thing about that is nobody told me I would be babysitting tonight. So you sure you got the right spot? Randy looks out past Josh at all the other buildings in the area. There's lots of buildings over here that look the same. Josh looks up at the address above the doors then back at Randy. Uh, this, uh, is the right one. Andy Lucas told me yesterday, on the phone, this was the building I was supposed to report to. Randy looks Josh up and down. So Andy called you last night and told you to come to this building. That is correct. Randy sighs, then motions down at the bag in Josh's hand. What's in the plastic bag? Josh slowly holds the bag up. It's just my lunch. I was told there would be a kitchen I could store it in. Randy studies the bag. Is that so? What kind of lunch? Josh looks at the bag, then back at Randy. Uh, It's just your basic lunch. I've got a sandwich, an apple, and a yogurt. What's in the sandwich? Peanut butter and jelly. Crunchy or creamy? Excuse me? Randy rolls his eyes. The peanut butter, is it the crunchy kind or the creamy shit? Creamy, I, I don't under... No drink? I was planning on drinking water. Randy nods his head. Look at you being all healthy yet shit. Randy studies Josh one more time, then slowly unlocks the door and pushes it open. Well, let me be the first to welcome you to the wonderful world of guarding useless shit. Josh steps into the building as Randy surveys the outside before closing the door and locking it, then turning to Josh. The name is Randy, Randy Thompson. Randy taps the name tag on his chest, then sticks his hand out, which Josh shakes. Josh Blake. Randy, keeping his grip on Josh's hand, stares into his eyes. You know what they say about people with two first names, don't you? (laughs) Josh stares at Randy, unsure what to say. They say we can't trust you fuckers as far as we can throw you. Josh grimaces from the pain of Randy squeezing his hand. I've never really heard that, but you can tr- Ah. 
Randy slaps Josh on the arm. Jesus Christ, you look like you're about to shit yourself. I'm just fucking with you, man. Randy lets go of Josh's hand, who recoils and shakes it, then looks around at the lobby. Andy said he would be here tonight to make sure I got my key card and keys. Maybe I should just call him and, and see what he wants me to do. Randy looks around the lobby, then back at Josh. Why the fuck would you willingly call him to come down here and get all up in our shit? If he said he would be coming by, then I'm sure he'll pop up at some point tonight and then make our lives miserable. Until then, you get to deal with me and my winning personality. Josh reaches into his coat and pulls out a folder of paperwork. Andy said I needed to turn these into him tonight. Randy grabs the folder out of Josh's hand and quickly sifts through the papers. Christ on a fucking bike. Just what I thought. It's total bullshit. Why they make people do this shit is beyond me. It's not like we are working at fucking NASA or something. We literally walk around, make sure nobody steals shit that nobody even fucking wants. Randy walks over and drops the papers in a garbage can. Josh takes a step toward him. Whoa, wait, 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 wait a second. That's not a good idea. Andy said that those were important and HR needed them right away. Randy puts his hand out, stopping Josh from getting to the garbage can. Whoa, slow down there, hotshot. Okay, that's the last thing on my mind right now. Trust me. You are lucky you got me tonight and not some other sorry son of a bitch because I can give you some real training. Real training? That's right. And not that shit they had you reading in a book or fucking online. I'm talking real world experience. Randy points down at the garbage can. That shit? Those fucks in the so-called ivory tower have you do? Yeah, pointless. They have no clue what we actually do here on the ground. Randy looks at his watch. Speaking of which, hey, we better get this fucking show on the road, huh? Follow me. Randy walks toward an elevator bank as Josh stares down at the paperwork in the trash, then hurries after Randy. Randy casually steps out of an elevator and walks down a hallway lined with offices, with Josh not far behind him. So, uh, what are all these businesses anyways? Pretty much banks and mortgage companies, you know, shit like that. Uh, so how long have you worked, uh, for the company? Randy continues walking without looking back at Josh. Would you have a problem if I said no? Would that somehow make me less of a fucking person? Randy suddenly stops and pulls his nightstick out and points it at Josh. You don't think I know what the fuck I'm doing? Josh, scared, holds his hands up. I, I, I didn't mean anything by it. I was just curious. Making conversation is all. Boy, you have a personality equivalent to a bag of smashed assholes. Scared of your own fucking shadow. I am totally screwing with you. Randy points the nightstick down at Josh's groin. You want to survive in this world? You better stitch up that vagina you've got going on down there and grow some fucking balls. I'm just saying. Randy turns around and continues down the hall as Josh lowers his hands, shaking his head in amazement. Randy walks up to a set of doors and swings them open. Randy walks into an office, decorated with expensive furniture. Randy walks through the reception area and out into a sea of cubicles before reaching an office. Randy sits down at a desk with a computer on it. Okay, 
First things first, we need to get logged in. Then we can start our rounds. Randy types on the keyboard as Josh looks around the office. Those motherfuckers! Josh looks back at Randy. What's wrong? That last shift has these cocksuckers that like to fuck with me because I'm old and don't know shit about computers. They play games and lock me out of the fucking system. Randy hits the keyboard, then looks up at Josh. I end up spending a good chunk of my time dicking around with this fucking thing trying to unlock it. You any good with computers by any chance? Josh shrugs his shoulders modestly. I'm pretty good. Randy, smiling, gets up and points at the computer. Then be my guest. Get us back into the system if you wouldn't mind. Randy pulls out the chair as Josh walks over, holding up his lunch. Do you have a spot for this? Randy grabs the bag as Josh pulls his phone out and sets it on the desk next to the computer, then sits down. So, you think you can do it? Because we can't do shit until we get logged in. Josh studies the screen. Hmm. Uh, Looks like the basic interface with just a few safeguards in place. Yeah, but these generic programs always have a back door. Randy claps his hands together. Fantastic. You gotta love the chicks that do the backdoor action. I'm talking when they get down and dirty. Josh glances up at Randy with an odd look, then starts typing on the keyboard as Randy walks away with the plastic bag. Randy walks back into the office, finding Josh still working on the computer. So, what's the fucking story? Did we slide in through the back door or what? Josh looks up, just in time to watch Randy thrust his hips several times. I think I've almost got it. Randy looks at Josh, surprised. Get the fuck out of town. Randy steps up behind Josh and looks at the screen and the rows of numbers and letters that are scrolling by. All that shit is Greek to me. Lucky for you, I spent a good portion of my childhood on these machines. Randy walks over and sits down in front of the desk. You seem like you got a good head on your shoulders, Josh. I gotta ask, why in the hell would you settle for a low-level job like this? I mean, you have to admit this shit is probably one level above a janitor. I've got bigger plans for sure. The reason I'm working nights is so I can go to school and get my degree. I just need to ensure I can support my wife and our soon-to-be son. What if you could make a lot of money without having to do any of that bullshit? What kind of work? Well, it would be the kind of work you really don't go around broadcasting, if you know what I mean. Josh just shakes his head. My parents instilled strong morals and values into me, so I would certainly pass on that option. Especially if it involved hurting someone. Randy stares at Josh. So you said you're married? Josh holds up his hand, revealing the ring around his finger. Yes. Randy cringes. Why in the fuck would you go and do something stupid like that? Josh glares at Randy, insulted. Because I love her. Well, fuck me with a rancid leg of lamb. This is the stupidest thing I have ever heard of. Love is merely a word drummed up by an industry to sell shit. You're telling me you never loved anybody? Sure I have. Well, I love them when I lay them down on the bed. I love them as I fuck them, but I love them even more when they finally walk out the fucking door. Josh continues to work on the computer. Seems a little cold. I don't care how much you think the two of you connect. At one point, 
you're going to wake up in the morning, you're going to look at her and realize how much you really don't want to be there. The so-called chemistry that brought you together will dissipate over time. She will stop sucking your cock and balls and eventually not even want you inside her. Randy points at the ring on Josh's finger. Because of that ring around your finger, you miss the opportunity to meet new people every day and experience mind-blowing fucking. I'm talking about the fucking so hard your balls feel like concrete the next day because you shot so much baby batter. Randy holds his hands out, motioning all around him. We're only on this rock for a short period of time, so meeting the most people one can seems far more important to me than settling for one person that you think that you should be with. That's an interesting take you have. Oh, don't even get me fucking going. I could literally sit here all night and spout off all my beliefs on life and all the kinds of shit, but to be honest, that shit is a little too deep for two security guards to be talking about. Josh, all of a sudden, slaps the desk. Ha-ha! <laughs> I got it! Randy, surprised, quickly gets up and walks up behind Josh and looks at the computer. I truly would have been up Shits Creek without a paddle Have you not showed up tonight. Thank you. Not a problem. I'm just glad I could help. Randy puts his hand on Josh's shoulder. You really seem like a pretty stand-up guy. And perhaps under different circumstances, we could have been friends. <laughs> what are Randy suddenly grabs Josh by the head and forces him back in the chair, then pulls out a large hunting knife. What, what, what are you doing? Let me go! This isn't funny! Hold still already! Josh struggles as Randy drives the knife through the back of the chair. The thick mesh in the chair prevents the knife from going all the way through, but two inches of the blade stab into Josh's back, causing him to scream out ah! in pain. Randy, irritated, looks down at the knife. What the fuck is this bullshit? Randy struggles to pull the knife back out as Josh breaks free of his grasp and falls to the floor. Ah! Don't go thinking you're going to get away or some shit like that. Josh, frantic, uses his feet to push the chair in defense at Randy, who is finally able to pull the knife out. Why are you doing this? You might say I'm ethically or morally challenged, and unlike you, I have no problem hurting people to make money. Randy pulls on the chair, trying to get to Josh, but Josh is able to keep the chair in front of him. You don't have to do this. You could just let me go. I could do that, but I actually get off on killing, and you might say, I've been busy tonight. Randy jerks the chair free as Josh crawls toward the doors of the office. Oh, you're a squirmy little bastard, aren't you? Josh gets to his feet and staggers out of the office. Time is not on your side, kid. You're losing a lot of blood. I could help you out. Just end it right now, really quick. Josh frantically looks around the main part of the office before spotting a bathroom. He hurries past a row of cubicles before reaching the door and opening it. Randy casually walks through the office with the knife swinging by his side. I think you might be in for a hell of a surprise! Josh slams the door shut and locks it, then looks around the dark bathroom, startling when something hits the door. Oh, Jesus Christ! Josh backs away from the door, but trips over something and falls on it. Josh, on his knees, runs his hands along the walls of the bathroom until he finally finds a light switch and flips it on. Josh stares in horror 
at the sight of a collection of bodies with blood all over the floor and walls. Oh my god! One of the bodies has been stripped down to his underwear and has several stab wounds in his chest. A woman's body, wearing a business suit, lays under the sink with half of her head removed. Another man's body, wearing a suit, has his throat slit. Another body, wearing dockers and a dress shirt, has stab wounds all over his body. Now would be a good time to ask Andy about your paperwork. In case you don't know what he looked like, he's the one I turned into a pincushion. Josh, in shock, just stares at the bodies. Randy is walking back and forth in front of the bathroom door with the knife in his hands when he all of a sudden pounds on the door. Open the fucking door, you little cocksucker! I'm gonna hollow out your fucking skull! Randy slowly takes a step back and takes a deep breath, regaining his composure. I'm sorry, Josh. I, I, I didn't mean any of that. Okay, why don't you just open up the door? We can talk about this like two adults. Oh, hey, perhaps you'd like your lunch. Josh slowly crawls on his knees through the blood up to the bodies, looking for something that might help him. Randy leans his forehead gently on the door. Josh, you might as well just come out because there is no way out of there. Also, if you're looking for something on those bodies, you're shit out of luck because I already cleaned them out. Josh, frustrated, falls back from the bodies. Why are you doing this? I didn't do anything to you. Well, it's actually a very simple reason as to why I'm doing all this. I'm tired of being fucking poor and eating dog shit Taco Bell all the time because that's all I could afford. Randy drags the blade of the knife down the door. As all these other cocksuckers run around in fancy fucking cars and eating at fancy fucking restaurants, all these people making millions of Bitcoin, a fucking digital currency you can't even fucking lay your fingers on? Randy taps the knife against the door. I figured I won't dick around with signing up for Robin Hood or, or Coinbase or trying to guess trends. I decided I will just steal the shit. Okay? I did have a buddy smart as fuck with computers who created this beautiful little program before I killed him. All I need to do is insert a flash drive in that computer. You helped me open, and it will drain the fuck out of this company's crypto wallet. Josh glances up at the ceiling at a sprinkler head, then reaches into his pocket, pulling out his lighter. Hey, Randy! If you have an umbrella, I suggest opening it because you're about to get wet. Randy steps back from the door, looking around, then up at the ceiling, noticing the sprinkler heads. You little fuck. Don't you fucking dare. Randy clenches his fist when a smile creeps across his face as he looks at the ceiling tile. Josh is standing on the sink with the lighter lit and the flame flickering under the sprinkler head when it suddenly pops and the water begins spraying all over the place. Josh jumps down, then kicks at the pipes below the sink and busts one of them off, picking it up and stepping over to the stalls. Randy drags a desk over to the door, then looks up at the water coming down on him. I hate to disappoint you, champ, but 
This little stunt of yours did nothing more than just prolong your death by a few more minutes. Randy climbs up on the desk, pushing the ceiling tile up and out of the way. Randy drops down from the ceiling onto the wet floor along with several ceiling tiles. With the knife out in front of him, he surveys the bathroom as the water continues to fall. Randy looks over at the woman's body. God damn, she has a smoking fucking body. I know she would be a little cold now, but I bet you she could still be one hell of a fuck. Randy turns and glares at the closed stalls, then slowly bends down and looks underneath, spotting a set of legs, then smiles. For fuck's sake, you could have at least stood up on the toilet or something. I can see your fucking feet, dipshit. Randy slowly stands back up and steps up to the stall door. If everything had worked out like it was supposed to, you would have never even seen me. All you would have done was stumble upon a gruesome crime scene, but now, your sorry ass gets to become the part of it. Randy taps the knife against the stall door. Hope you are ready to meet your fucking maker. Randy takes a step back, getting ready to kick the door open, when Josh, wearing the business suit, slowly gets to his feet, holding the pipe. Josh walks up behind Randy, just as he kicks the door open, finding a dead man wearing Josh's clothes, sitting on the toilet seat. What the fuck? Josh hits Randy over the head, dropping him to the floor, then hits him several more times. Randy lays motionless on the floor as Josh tosses the pipe and takes the knife out of Randy's hand. Josh raises the knife just as Randy opens his eyes. Wait! Josh stops and steps back, but holds the knife out in front of him. I could split it with you. Tell me you wouldn't want a couple million dollars in your bank account. Josh watches as Randy pulls out a flash drive. All we do is we put it in this machine and within minutes, we are multi-millionaires. Nobody will ever be able to trace it. So all that has to happen is insert that flash drive? That shit takes less than two minutes to work. All we have to do is type in the routing number to mine and your account and stand back, watch it grow. That easy. It's so fucking easy, a monkey could do it. Josh smiles. Then why the hell would I need to split it with you? Josh springs forward and buries the knife all the way to the hilt in Randy's neck. Randy reaches up just as Josh pulls the knife out, trying to stop the spurting blood. Randy spits up and gurgles blood before finally falling over dead. Josh reaches down and grabs the flash drive when Andy, in his fifties, bloody and weak, suddenly grabs hold of his leg. Holy shit! Josh jumps back and watches as Andy raises his head up. Please help me. Josh stands in shock as Andy attempts to crawl toward him as sirens can be heard in the distance. I thought you were dead. Oh, please, please don't let me die. Josh sticks the flash drive in his pocket, then kneels down next to Andy. Uh, uh, you, need, you need to get us help. I don't think I can last much longer. Josh looks around the bathroom at all the carnage, then back down at Andy. Hey, don't worry, I, I, I'm going to get you all the help you need. Andy, relieved. Let's his head fall on Josh's lap, closing his eyes. Oh, 
Oh. Oh. Thank you. Thank you so much. Josh stares down at Andy as the water suddenly stops. Then, without warning, drags the blade of the knife across his neck, spilling blood. Andy looks up at Josh with wide eyes as his life spills out of him. Josh looks down at him with sympathetic eyes. I'm sorry. Josh carefully slides Andy's head off his lap and onto the floor, then carefully places the knife on the floor and hurries toward the door, but stops and glances back at the bodies one more time before running out. Josh steps up to the computer and inserts the flash drive and watches as he is prompted to enter his routing number. Yes! Josh quickly enters his routing number as the sirens can be heard pulling up in front of the building. Josh runs over to the window and looks down, watching as people can be seen running up to the front doors. Josh hurries back to the computer, finding it completed, and pulls the flash drive out, sticking it in his pocket. Josh walks out of the office and into the receptionist area, then falls to the floor and crawls toward the door just as several firefighters and police officers come storming in. Josh looks at them in horror, holding his hand out to them. Oh my God, help me! One of the police officers, in his 30s, kneels down next to Josh. We got you. What the hell happened in here? Josh glances back at the bathroom. He fucking killed them all! The crazy fuck, he tried to kill me! I killed him first. Slow down now. Who killed who? Josh points at the bathroom. That, that madman, you'll, you'll, find, you'll find him in all the people he killed in the bathroom. The police officer gets up and walks toward the bathroom as Chuck, in his early 20s, a medic, kneels down next to Josh. Let's take a look at you. Chuck glances down at the large gash in Josh's back. Oh, that does not look good. We need to get you to the hospital ASAP. Another medic comes in with a stretcher. Me and my partner here are just going to get you on the stretcher so we can get you down the ambulance. You guys do whatever you need to do. They get Josh on the stretcher as the firefighters and police officers scurry about. Josh, in the back of the ambulance, lays on the stretcher, staring up at the police officer. So nothing else you can remember? Josh just shakes his head. That's everything. Like I said, the guy was a crazed animal. You are a very lucky man. If we have any more questions, we know where to find you. Uh, thank you, officer. The police officer opens the back doors to the ambulance and climbs out. Then Chuck climbs in, closing them, sitting next to Josh. Holy shit, dude. I was talking to one of the officers and they told me you had to kill a guy in there? Is that true? Josh looks up at Chuck. You gotta believe me, I, I had no choice. It's the last thing I wanted to do. Oh, that is some crazy shit. I, I can't even imagine doing something like that. Do you feel different? Josh stares at Chuck, confused. Different? What do you mean, different how? Chuck shrugs his shoulders. I don't know. Do you feel stronger or something? What I'm feeling is a shooting pain in my back. 
Chuck leans forward, checking Josh's wound. I'm sure it hurts like a mother, but once you get to the hospital, they will give you the stuff that will make everything better. Josh closes his eyes as Chuck looks up at the driver. Let's get this thing moving. The ambulance fires up along with the sirens, then drives off as Chuck looks back at Josh. <sighs> you would think criminals would do a little better job of research before they commit a crime. What, what do you mean? Well, of all the places in that building that guy picked, the one that was bankrupt. They literally had no money. Josh opens his eyes. Wait a second, what do you mean they had no money? Well, first off, it's a crypto company, so that shit is flaky as all get out anyways, but it didn't help that the owner was a cokehead and gambler spending all the money that people were investing. How do you know that? Oh man, it was all of the news the other day. So the real sad thing is that all these people that guy killed died for nothing. Tears well up in Josh's eyes. <laughs> oh, this can't be happening. Chuck puts his hand on Josh's shoulder. You did all you could do, man. You killed the killer. If anything, that should help you sleep better at night. Josh just lays still, looking up at the ceiling as the tears roll from his eyes. Don't worry. Go ahead and let it all out. We're going to take good care of you. After all, you are a hero. This concludes the twisted tale, Night Shift. Remember to keep those ears open for upcoming episodes of Twisted Tales of Madness and Murder Presents, anywhere you get your podcasts.